Are you a podcaster? Maybe you've got that big idea and you're looking for a network to join. The multi-award-winning Ozcast Network can get your content to eyes and ears all over the world. Join now for the first month free, and you could be featuring this sound at the beginning of your podcast. Ozcast. Simply head to ozcastnetwork.com for details. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Unlaced Podcast. First off, just want to thank all the listeners, the subscribers out there for, for joining in and sharing this journey with us. Uh, you guys are absolute stars. And today we have a, a star in himself, uh, the big fella, Tommy Sheridan, who I'm a bit disappointed. I don't get the cream suit that I've seen you wearing <laughs> saw that. Uh, quite, quite regularly. But, um, mate, how you going? Nah, good, good. Thanks, mate. Um, thanks for having me. And to be honest, I haven't said anything yet. Love your T-shirt. Do um, you? Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to say anything before the show. <laughs> say it on live. You're looking grouse, mate. Mate, so. I'll have to give this a plug then because this is from Vintage Moj, who a guest we had on here previously, Shandor Earl. Okay. He's got his own vintage tea company. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. just booming. Everyone has. And mate, he's on fight. He actually told me because they advise you get an, uh, like a, a large. If you're a medium, you get a large. Yeah. And it went and got a large. And I'm like, mate, I got one. He's like, oh, awesome. I told him I got a large. He's like, no, nah, that's too small. It doesn't fit our style. So I'm like, oh, shit. Nah, it looks good. Yeah. Nah, it looks good. Good uh, good tea. But, um, I just got sent some stuff as well, actually, while we're plugging it. ORTC. Yeah, the boys just dropped their winter collection. So. Bloody hell. It's that cold outside, man. It is. Melbourne. I need I some. I need to go. I need to go uh, you know, I've got the New York collection, you know, and you just go over there, buy all the yeah. jackets, and then just tuck them away. So, yeah. nah, looking sharp, mate. And thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. No, pleasure. Pleasure. And I guess describing you is a bit of a challenge for me because you're quite. Uh, spread across a few industries and obviously renowned for being an AFL footballer, but you're a bit of a, a business mogul entrepreneur as well. Oh. I mean, what do, you, what do you run with? Are you you're kind of taking all at the moment? Or? No, I wouldn't say I'm any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I don't know about all of them, but um, oh, look, I've, um, I've definitely done a bit off field and you can see I've just dabbled in a bit of everything and all over the shop. But um, yeah, footy's obviously, I guess, university wasn't for me, tried. Yeah. Um, a bit like school, like love school, but probably for the wrong reasons. Like, you know, just used to probably annoy people in class and not do my work. But, um, yeah, so studying and went to uni and obviously tried, uh, dropped out to start the sunglass brand. And then, um, and then, yeah, just like dabbled in other things throughout. Yeah. Um, we're chatting off air about travel, just kind of opened your mind and eyes to things and, you chat, I don't know, you always have a new idea and um, wouldn't say flavour of the month. It's just yeah. <laughs> you, do, you do understand how hard it is to launch a product. So Bloody got oath. plenty of other ideas, but um, bring him to life whilst playing footy is quite hard. So yeah, I know, which, yeah. which we're going to talk on because it's a fascinating uh, industry that you're in and, and obviously running a business simultaneously whilst being a pro athlete is something we'll definitely talk about. But have you always been quite the adventurous type or, or sort of very open-minded to a lot of things? Obviously, you segmented to yourself to being a footballer for so long. Mm, I reckon... I was like, a, like just a footy nuffy when I like, like I, I just lived and breathed it from, oh, from a youngster. Um, yeah. You know, I'd be like, I'm gonna get like, you know, in my head, I was always kind of getting drafted in terms of I didn't think I'd get drafted, but I was gonna give it everything. Like, if it meant no homework and more kicking in the backyard, <laughs> like, which is not what I advise, but it's what I did. I kind of put all the eggs in the basket, mm. and then I reckon uh, once uh, Ross Lyon was good, he was really big on off-field development. Um, and I remember like, yeah, getting picked up and realizing like, oh, like didn't really try at school. So the score wasn't that good. Um, <laughs> so then went and did diplomas and went to uni and, um, and that's where I worked out, I reckon what I was good at and what I really, really liked. And, um, and that's where I kind of started the, the Sunnies brand Okay, with a bit of inspiration from, um, I saw Brandon Ellis launching his uncle Jack watch. That's and, right. Um, was just chatting to him and he was loving it and because I like people and, you know, using the boys that play the game, um, I guess, to help you out with the with plugging the product and, and getting it off the ground. Um, I did that and just started having so much fun meeting so many people and talking about all random things that start with footy and then business and then next minute you, you're just catching up and, you know, talking crap. <laughs> yeah, well, it's weird because it's like once you, you kind of probably got a bit of a sense of like, oh, this is actually, there's more to footy. Like there's these conversations, like starting looking at these products, doing this other side of business. It's like, actually, this gives me a similar feeling to being an athlete or, or maybe even more. So it's kind of nice that you know you're, you're not just sort of a one-trick pony as well, which mm. 
Um, I always am a big believer in athletes starting a business while they're playing because I'm like, you've got a platform and it's something like when I look back and I'm like, fuck, I wish I did that then because it made more sense. It probably would have been easier. Um, but for those that don't know Tommy Sheridan, a, a superstar bloke, uh, as you'll learn throughout this podcast, but uh, an eight-year AFL man, so got drafted back in 2011 to the Fremantle Dockers at pick 16. Uh, more recently... Um, joined the, the the Greater Western Sydney Giants and recently retired. So I guess since retirement, and we'll go into your AFL journey, obviously, because it's a key component of, of your last 10 years of life. But what, what have you been doing, I guess, post-retirement? How are you spending your time now? Yeah, no, nah, it's a good question. Uh, you robbed me there. Nine years, mate. Nine? <laughs> Sorry, mate. They uh, all count. <laughs> although last year shouldn't have counted because I did nothing. Um, That's right. There's an asterisk on that. <laughs> and uh, no, it's it's been it's been hard. Yeah. The transition's been tough. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you found it, but I've obviously like I'm working for myself, um, which comes with even more challenges. Like it's not easy. It's mm. it's really tough. Um, but to go from um, being told where to be, what to do, um, quite a rigorous, you know, like the, the pre-season program and then in-season, um, rigorous, vigorous. It's it just, it's it's tough. And I've gone from like that to now, you know, yeah. I can do my own thing around my own clock. And it is hard to get motivated to get it back. Is, hey. Like even the gym, like I'm no good in the gym anyway, <laughs> mate, but I need to get back in there. Yeah. It's just hard. Like, you know, you've got to get up extra early. You've got to find the time. I'm just still trying to find routine, to be honest. Yeah, that's the biggest thing for me is the discipline because there's no one cracking the whip on you to be a certain place at a certain mm. time but yourself now. Yeah, and it's easy to have a beer in, during the week so yeah. I don't have to be up for training. And Correct. I can't really use that as an excuse. So yeah. it's pretty hard to say, oh, nah, mate, you feel kind of bad. So even that probably, you know, few red wines here or there during the week <laughs> yeah. happening way too much um yeah just routines just yeah. all over the shop if i'm if i'm honest but no nah, i found it good obviously i you got the sunglass brand is the is the full-time gig i've got yeah um, one business partner and a fair few people that were external that help us out um he's in perth so that's another challenge you okay. know we were i just got back there so i was there for that's why i had to cancel on you right. mate, so yeah, sorry yeah, about that. No, i didn't i didn't plug that but yeah tommy <laughs> did leave me in the in the lurch a few weeks ago but the good man turned up today so we appreciate um, it so i took that trip when the borders um when we're allowed into the into the state yep uh we're there for about half a month so going through you know i think i hadn't seen him for two years i caught up with him uh for a walk uh last year but hadn't actually spent time with him for like two years. So it's pretty hard um, just in that. But, yeah, so just all that kind of stuff and, yeah, just trying to find a bit of routine and yeah. get used to Melbourne, mate. It's yeah. pretty cold out here. I know. We're just saying off air, you, you've played your first footy game back for a while and you're a bit sore and a bit stiff. Oh, which... <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I've committed to the Collegians um, footy club in the Vaffa. So great blokes and got some good friends down there and, um I do apologise. I've kind of been down there for like one or two sessions and then played on the weekend. <laughs> oh, no. I've, um, I've embarrassed myself and my family. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I didn't realise, you know, how much training you need to just be able to like yeah, go right. I was horrendous. Like, yeah. I wish they gave worse on ground just so I could collect it. And <laughs> yeah. say, you know, it's kind of made me a bit more motivated, to be honest, how, how poor I was. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, we were speaking off air because... From what I know of you as a footy player, everyone I've spoken to has always said you've had you've been an elite runner and had an elite engine. And I guess it dates back a little bit to when you're at the Calder Cannons in the TAC Cup, which is pre-draft. Um, and I believe when you're going through that sort of draft camp and cycle to, to get drafted through, I guess, the combine stuff that they run, that you're in the like the top 2% of the beep test. Mm. So you've always been a natural runner. Can you take me back, I guess, a little bit to that time um, when you were sort of playing for Calder and then, I guess, coming up to the draft? Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a long time ago. I've got some good stories there. Like uh, the, I look quite, you know, say we're knuckleheads, me and a few of the boys from Calder Cannons, not realising, you know, it's, it's, you, you get put under the spotlight a bit. And I guess from Riddles Creek, you got a bit more character probably, yeah. you're a bit up and about. And um, yeah, there's some, some funny interviews. Um, I remember like Essendon, because I'm a big Essendon fan. Right. Uh, growing up, big James Hurd, um, Matty Lloyd. Used to love those boys and everyone yeah. else. And obviously Hurd, he was coaching. And he wasn't in the interview, but I remember them saying, um, uh, what are you going to do in the 3K up? And no one had broken 10 yet, because I think that we hadn't done it yet. But um, if you break 10, you, you, you're flying. Yeah, and I'd never broken 10 in my life. What's that a K like? Three, just over three minutes? Oh, it's, it'd be 320 a K. Jeez, that yeah. is rapid. Um, but... 
so I said I'd break 10 for them. And then I think I just went out. Yeah, I, went, I went wild in the beep. I think it was like a, it's a high it was 15. Or I can't remember what I did. It was too long ago. But yeah, won the um, won the three uh, kia and what you what did you a nine fifty seven. And I thought wow. I was I thought I was absolutely humming. And then the race after was um, Will Hoskin Elliott and Brad Hill, and oh, they were like, yeah, they're 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 super. And I've seen Brad's data because we played together. And he's a freak. Yeah, and Ed Langdon. I've seen their GPS report, and it's. It's just, not human. It's not human. Nah, <laughs> they just sprint and run um, all day. It's a it's a perfect combo. But um, yeah, they did nine fifty two, and I think I think you got like five hundred bucks cash. I was filthy, mate. <laughs> hell, I think Nav gave away a little prize. But yeah, so that was um, that was my strength. That was it. You know. Yeah. Probably um, outside, got a right peg and run all day. But hey, mate, it's uh, it repeat. You want the repeat, I reckon. Yeah. And the speed. If you want speed, you're laughing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. When we talk about back in that draft camp period, I mean, what were the interviews like? I can imagine they'd be pretty daunting as a young kid meeting some AFL clubs. Yeah, they were. And I was in a weird position because I was, I was range 19 to 28. Ended up going 16, which probably a bit early, but um, I had about 14 interviews. And I remember one <laughs> of them. A lot. Yeah, it was a few. And then um, one of them was with Hawthorne and it was chockers. Like it was, there were so many people in the room. And just before the interview, Billy Longer uh, lost his mobile phone <laughs> and I'm mates with him. So I picked it up and put it in my pocket. And I like, I definitely don't, didn't carry my phone around. Um, and if I did, it was on silent. Oh, no. So I'm in the interview and they're interviewing me. And because I, I remember that I left my phone in my hotel room, I knew that it wasn't my phone. Well, so I thought. So I'm like getting interviewed and this phone's ringing and I'm like, it's ringing out. And I'm like talking over it <laughs> and they're all looking at me like, like there's, there's 10 blokes and, and I think there's a psychologist. They're looking at me like, what is wrong with this bloke? <laughs> and I'm looking at them like, is, are you, any of you bastards going to open and answer that phone? <laughs> and uh, anyway, so it stopped ringing and I kept going and um, I answered, a, answered another um, question and, and the phone rings again. And I just had to say, look, guys, like any chance of you guys answering the phone? I oh, know. And they're like, mate, it's yours. And oh, I was like, oh, it is too. I'm like, oh. And I, they had no idea that it was Billy Longest. They're going, what is wrong with this bloke? Oh, no. And I went, and I, anyway, as I look at it, I think it was like Jack Nunes or someone that I played Vic Metro with. I'm like, oh, can I answer this, guys? And they're like, yeah, mate, answer it. I'm like, Nunesy, how are you? I'm like, oh, no. Mate, I'm in an interview with Hawthorne. I'll give you a call back. He's like, yeah, you got Billy's phone. Yeah, yeah, sweet, sweet. Yeah, see, mate. Sorry, guys. And I like had to like. Did wait. you explain it wasn't yeah, your I phone? Yeah, I I'm like, look, it's Billy Longer's phone. I think, oh, I think it was Billy Longer, but um, yeah, yeah, I was explaining him to, and they were just like, what is, what mate, is going they put on? A, they put a red mark through. <laughs> yeah. You could have been a three-time premiership player. <laughs> oh, I know. So absolutely butchered it there. Oh goodness gracious. <laughs> um, but nah, they're all pretty good. There's some, there's some weird questions, some normal questions, and um, you, you do know the recruiters by the end of it because yeah. Um, you know, you try to be as real as possible because they're going to hopefully pick you up and then welcome into the club. So Yeah, fair enough. Well, you, you did get ended up getting picked up, as you said, pick 16 back in 2011, which is quite a quite a long time ago. Um, but making the move to WA, you got picked up to Fremantle. And it's a bit of a, I guess, I don't know, the elephant in the room for most Melbourne boys is they're all a little bit sceptical and a bit reluctant to want to leave Melbourne. They're all hopeful to get a Melbourne team. I mean, what was that like for you moving to WA and joining the Fremantle Dockers? Yeah, it was a huge shock. I had like a draft party at um, at Riddles Creek. All the like all my mates come around. Um, I was it was almost like a it was almost like a dream come true because I was meant to go to Essendon and met Hurdy and and Bomber Thompson and at the time and um, everyone else the day before. And um, I was very confident that I was going nineteen um, oh, to them wow. and I wasn't invited to the draft so. I knew that it was just outside of the first round or around the mark. What's um, the first round cover? Is it one, two? Well, I think the first round's top 20. Oh, top 20? Maybe 30. But it was like more like the top 10's definitely invited to the the draft so that they can get them on camera and all that. Um, so they invited like the top 20. So I know Hayden Crozier, like we're good mates. He was there and he ended up going pick 20. So it was like I was, I was around the mark, but I knew that she's right. probably outside of that. So I was pretty confident that... Well, I thought that Essendon would take me 19 and then they read my name out at 16 to Frio and I was like, wow. Like I didn't think, I didn't think they were going to take me. Mm. Um, so it was a bit of a, like a, I was stoked. Like I was so happy and um, couldn't wait, but I'd never been to WA, never been to Perth. Wow. What a culture did shock, my, mate. Yeah, did my ham, <laughs> yeah, man. Did my hammy like for, um, before the, uh, the game we played state. So I'd never been there. So I had no idea what I was walking into. Wow. Um, 
yeah, I think mum was a bit like, you know, mum and dad are sweet. They were happy as, but she was a bit flat that obviously I was going overseas, um, overseas or psycho going overseas. Yeah, that five, six hour flight, right? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a shock to the system. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, but looking back, I'm so happy it happened. Mate, you went into an elite club in an elite time and we're going to dabble into what it was like there, particularly under Ross Lyon. But when you look back on your time at Freo, I mean, you were there for... for you know, 80% of your your, your mm. AFL career. So uh, I can imagine there was many highs and lows. Is there anything that sort of stands out as? Uh... Yeah, just, oh, it's, there's so many, um, when I reflect, it's like, you know, you've got a great core group of mates. You all get drafted. Um, like I was with Lockie Neal, Hayden Crozier, Cam Sutcliffe, um, uh, Alex Forster and Hayden Sloyth and Sam Menegola and all those types. Is, I've probably missed a few there, but Elise Burr as well. So yeah. You know, you fast forward and, you know, you're all at another club. Yeah. And that's kind of the way it moves now. It's the first few years are pretty sweet. You get your crew. um, You become really tight with the boys. Then you start getting a game. We were very lucky. We had a great team, great system. um, And we had some success. We didn't get the the, um, ultimate success, but we were a really good team. And three or four years there, like you you knew what you were getting. Um, So they were highlights just... Every week when you were winning, literally, it was like, we're going to win, but how much and, and how are we going to play? Yeah. Um, and then the last couple of years were pretty tough. pretty sour. They were just tough. They are rebuilding, cutting blokes, your mates. Everyone's leaving, trading, getting, you know, it was getting delisted. Then I was on the end of it as well. Um, so, yeah, you kind of go through that kind of yeah. um, flow. And that was seven years. So heaps of highs, heaps of lows, um, but an incredible experience and, and one that I would never have got if I didn't go to obviously Frio with, um, with their first pick back in uh, 2011 or what it was. So Yeah, bloody hell, mate. I actually think some ways like the development of the players that probably have to move out of home, there's probably a growth or maturity that comes quicker because you've got to do more things that you probably would have if you were in mm. your sort of cushioned environment in Melbourne. But um, playing under Ross Lyon, was, was he the coach the yeah. whole time you were there? No, he just – he just so he, my first year was his first year. Okay, yeah. wow. Yeah. What was he like? Oh, yeah. He's, well, I mean, I had, I've got no idea what he was like compared to anyone else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was like, wow, like, is this what it's like? Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I'm running 3Ks, top four, and I'm too fat, couldn't train. <laughs> I'm going, how, how can't I train? I'm quicker than about 40 blokes. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, mate, you, 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 you're too fat. You'd never be under 55 skin folds. I'm he like, looks yeah. intense. No, nah, I mean, looking like he's ruthless and, and all that kind of stuff. But like from team defence and systems and that, he's got his style of coaching and 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 and, and it works. Yeah. Um, now, like we didn't we didn't get there, but geez, he gave us a good chance and we all bought in. And um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful for the experience and um, and because he is quite hard, it, you do get the. I think I got the best out of myself. Yeah. Um, okay. Look, you're playing on a bit of anxiety and whatnot, you know. <laughs> yeah. At one moment, I'm getting dropped. So, like, you know, even though you do make mistakes, you, you, you're probably not as uh, mentally well before a game. <laughs> yeah, but right. I guess um, I, know, I felt pretty alive under him. And uh, we had a great group of lads there. And um, it was such a good time. And, yeah, he definitely is quite ruthless and brought a, um, an edge to the group. Was um, he – Was he? Uh, there's rumours he, he was good for a spray. Um, oh yeah, man! Like quite, quite brutal like that. I mean, were you ever on the end of any oh, of those? Heaps, bro. Heaps. <laughs> oh mate, I was front and center to most of them. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, was, I got off the whipping boy. I used to cop. Nah, we all. I mean, everyone, everyone got a good nudge. And that's the thing is, like, I reckon he knows he sprayed me a lot, but I reckon I responded to all of them as well. So. Um, he used to kind of kick me into gear as well. He used to sh- just spark you up, and it's funny how you do copper spray and you respond. Um, does that mean that he needs to spray me again yeah. for me to respond? I think I kind of developed a nice pattern for him, but um, no, we've all cop sprays and they're good. Yeah. I think when they're spraying you, that means it's, it's a good thing as well. They they're care not talking. Yeah. yeah, they're not talking to you. I've seen that as well, it's and it's worse. like, geez, I wouldn't. I'd rather the spray. Yeah, um, buddy. Looking back now, like who really gives a shit, you know? Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we all did. We all copped a spray, and as I said, that was because we had a good culture. Like you could be winning, but you can win the wrong way as well. Yeah. So we used to get a spray after a win sometimes. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I talk about this sometimes when like people I speak to in the corporate world and they're like, oh, I'm working for a bad boss or a manager and I'm not enjoying life. I'm like, mate, try copping a spray from a footy coach that you got to see the next day. Oh, yeah. And be mates with. That's, that puts hairs on your chest. And um, Ross Lyon was a pretty firm guy, but he was very successful as a coach. And I do want to jump to the 2013 season, which was – as you mentioned, Fremantle, you walked into an elite club, elite players, most notably Aaron Sanderlands, Matthew Pavlich, Mundy, Steve Hill. There was there was electric team. Mm. Um, 
and the 2013 grand final. I mean, you went so close to winning that against oh. Hawthorne, which you were an emergency for, which yeah. must have been a bit of a... a oh, I felt like I was skipping, mate. I was, uh, <laughs> mate, I was, in, the, I was in the parade. I was, I, was like, I was waving everyone like, who the fuck's that? Like, you going, <laughs> yeah, you'll see me tomorrow. Yeah, see you, mate, warming up tomorrow. <laughs> um, I think I even put the game day jumper on. Just, 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 <laughs> yeah, you know, just good. To, to the mates thought I might have been a sniff. <laughs> mate, I was so young and raw. I just thought, oh, this is AFL. You know, you get to grand finals. Like, I've always been... To be honest, looking back on my career, I've, I won one at juniors. We were pretty good at school. Won one at Colter Cannons. Won the state. You know, back in AFL. Well, this is just how it is. You kind yeah. of, you got high standards, and you hopefully get there. But um, the experience was unbelievable. The whole final series was amazing. I was, I played in the one against. Um, I was the sub against uh, Geelong, right. and they said come on and. Um, did very little, but <laughs> copped a big bump from Pops Cali on the wing and the boys got around me. Oh, I um, love that. Nearly knocked me out. First, <laughs> first contest, I was like, beautiful. Russell loved that. <laughs> Head over it. And those um, are things going through your mind. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, I was like, geez, that, that was good. That's That'll go me some tickets. Yeah, that's yeah. on Monday morning. <laughs> Monday morning review. Put that one in the trademark <laughs> meeting. Um, and then uh, and then Sydney. So we won that. So we had the week off, I think. Yeah, then we had a home game against Sydney. Yeah. And I was I got dropped for Michael Johnson, who was like all Australian, so yeah. and and so I should have. And um, Chris Main, who I live with, he's like done a number to his back. Oh no! On the way to the game, like he was picking up Ryan Crowley. I think he like jumped stairs, and as he's landed, he's jolted his back and could not like like he was having serious spasms and all this. And there was a meeting, and I like, Tommy, you, you're probably going to play. And I was like. Holy Wait, is this for the grand final? No, it's prelim. the prelim. And I'm like, holy Jeez. shit. And it's not like sub. It's like, you're going to probably be playing. Jesus. I was like, holy shit. Like, I, you know, emergency. <laughs> I was mentally wasn't probably as switched on because it's pretty hard when you know you're not. I just got dropped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on, but I was pretty like, you know, I was floating around, eating way more lollies, like yeah. getting a rub. Wasn't like, probably didn't do as many mental reps and all that yeah, mental yeah, injury. Yeah. I was kind of cruising. I was very excited as well for the boys. Yeah. And then, um, and then their manies just made this miraculous comeback just for like five minutes out. Yuck, Remember yeah. the coach is like, close, son. <laughs> oh, that hurts. I was like, oh, that mate, you're teasing <laughs> Oh, serious blue balls, mate. Far <laughs> 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 out. Like, we had a meeting telling me I'm in and then. Oh, jeez, um, the mental whirlwind with we, that. Oh, and we smacked Sydney as well. Like, it was, it was a good game. Um, for like, it was, it was our brand of footy, like, on full display, I reckon. Like, pressure, Adam. Um. And, yeah, then we're in the granny, and then it was all in, and then the squad, and um, Michael Johnson hurt his calf. Well, I was tight, so they're like, all week, everyone's like, who's coming in, and if, like, is he playing, isn't he playing? So I was, like, on edge all week, obviously. Yeah. Um, so the whole experience was incredible. Uh, obviously, we come short, which sucked, but, um, yeah, no, it was, it was good. After that prelim against Sydney, what was the feeling like in the group? I mean, were you guys confident you could pip Hawthorne at the post there? Oh, or? yeah, yeah, it was... Um, yeah, it was good. I felt like we played well. We just it was um, close. I mean, what was it? Less than twenty points in the end. Yeah, we. Oh, it's hard to remember, but I know we missed a lot of opportunities early. <clears throat> That's right. Our style, I reckon, is harder working. Theirs was probably smarter um, with the ball. So, looking back, I felt like they were probably a smarter footy team. We but we worked. I reckon we worked pretty hard. But yeah, um, yeah, it was uh, like it was it was hard. You don't really review. I've been at obviously two grand finals now. As um, even the Giants like, a couple of years ago, but. You don't review them after the game. Obviously, it's the season's done. So yeah. we reviewed it the next year. But um, yeah, oh yeah, it was weird. I, I, there's a lot of belief. We had a great. It was yeah. a oh, strong mate. belief in the footy club. That was what was that 2013. So those two years of like we turned a corner the middle of the 2012. And so then, was that Ross's second or third year as coach when you guys made the granny? Second, second year. So that's a pretty quick turnaround from when he started. Yeah, he started the year. Before, yeah, and right? the year before the boys lost in a semi, I reckon, to Adelaide. <clears throat> we, okay, we beat Geelong. Yep. Um, Pavlot lit it up. Our first quarter was like really good, and then yeah, and then we lost to Adelaide. But um, yeah, it was kind of like straight into it, like finals, finals, and then. 14 was finals. I think they, I wasn't playing then. We lost to Port, and then yeah, we again Hawthorne got us in a prelim yeah. in 15s. Hawthorne were just so good. they were invincible, weren't they? That like, was so good. Yeah, like Golden State Warriors. A few yeah, years ago. that was yeah. like Hawthorne, wasn't it? Yeah, still have a nightmares about. That. <laughs> <laughs> when when you look back on your time at Frio, because obviously I think it was what what was it 2017 or 2018 when uh, I guess you got delisted. Um, what are we now? 21. So 20, yeah, 18. I got eight, the 2018. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, was there sort of any lessons you got out of the Fremantle journey that because obviously getting delisted one thing and then you 
he got picked up by the Giants, which we're going to tap into. But just looking on Fremantle as a journey, and is anything there that just like you, you, put, you went in a boy, you come out a man? It must have been pretty, mm. pretty crazy when you look back on it. Yeah, I've reflected a little bit, probably not enough. Um, it's kind of like just go, go, go straight after True. the season. Yeah. Um, but I went back there obviously for for the business, um, and I, I see it differently now. And obviously, I'm not playing, but yeah, it's it's a beautiful place and. When we were training in Fremantle, um, it was so good. Like yeah. I just, it was yeah, just so grateful. Obviously, like you want, like anything in life, you always want more. But to yeah. just go right, oh, yep, didn't work out at the end, but had some really good times and met so many good people. Um, yeah, that's kind of all that goes through my mind a bit. Yeah, because um, it was seven years. It's a long time when you think Mate, about bloody it. Bloody oath, yeah. It must have felt like you—that's that's your world now. Yeah, and I kind of so lived long. through. I kind of lived through the boys that are still playing. Like I'm really close with a lot of them. Uh, I'll do anything for all of them. They know that. And, yeah. Uh, I'll keep in contact with not just Freo boys, but a lot of boys that play for other clubs now because you're not a competitor. Like, yeah, that's right. You know, right. when you're talking to another guy, it's another team. Yeah. It, the perception of it doesn't look great. Yeah, that's right. You can't be hungry. It just doesn't. I don't know. It's the mateship. It's not. Yeah, it's not you do it, but you do it on the down low. We've always done that. You catch up for dinners or whatever. You, catch, you know, after a game. You, yeah. You know, I remember. Um, I remember actually speaking to Buggy once, and like, you just, you just don't want to be the one smiling after a game after you've lost. So, yeah. um, I think it was Buggy or someone, and we just, yeah, I was just like, mate, I'll, I haven't played that well, but um. I'll see you after the game for a few yeah, I'm like, man, I can't, I can't smile because if the coach catches me, I'll probably get dropped. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, normally cracking gags and then after a game. So, yeah, I used to love just catching up with all the boys that we, we all grew up with through 16, 17 and 18 that all went far and wide across Australia to different teams. Um, so, yeah, looking back now, it's, I'm actually enjoying watching the boys play. Yeah, it's good. It's one of the hardest things leaving sport, and I'm sure you're experiencing it, but, like, that mateship, the camaraderie in a change room, you've also got it now still playing footy, but it just there's, there's that element of, like, you can't really compare that to anything in life. And it's funny you mentioned that situation of, like, the tentativeness of when you're speaking to opposition players. Like, the other week when, Colling, I think it was round, was it round one, Collingwood played the Bulldogs and the Collingwood boy yeah. shook Trelaw's hand before the game. It's, like, blew up in the media of, like, he's too soft. And he's like, fuck, it's a bit stiff, you know? But that's yeah. just the kind of... Than what you're talking about, yeah. is essentially, right? It's... Yeah, a little bit, yeah. And it's like, I think it's um, like before the game, you shake your hand and like you literally could be best mates with the guy you're playing on the wing. Yeah. You look him in the eyes, good luck, mate. You kind of <laughs> yeah. put this fake face on, yeah. not fake, like, you know, footy game game mode on, play the game. As soon yeah. as the game's done, it's all good. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. I'm a bit more of a lover than a hater, so probably that was what I probably struggle with. Is, yeah. Um, some blokes can do it better than others, that white line fever. Um, but yeah, it's it's you don't want to be caught smiling after a loss. Oh, I can imagine, mate. So the the move to the Giants. I mean, how did that come about? Obviously, the the harsh news you're not going to stay on at Frio. Yeah, that's pretty um, fresh in my mind still. Like, got the flick from Frio. It was a bit stiff, I reckon. Because um, you be, before you left, that's when you played your most games in those last was it last well, two like, or three seasons. Yeah, I played. I had a good stint, and then um, yeah, just. The last year, Freya was just a bit. It was just a unique year. Like I was a little bit. I did like a soft tissue at the worst time. Didn't feel like I was playing that bad at all. Um, mm. And I kicked nine goals for the year and played only like thirteen and was playing very little game time. I thought and didn't really have a position as well. Went from like half back to wing and uh, there's all little. You know, went did a midfield preseason and then yeah. didn't work out. So got thrown back to another position and other blokes obviously develop into the role. Um, all those kinds of things made it quite difficult for the year. Mm-hmm. And then when I got in, it was like on the wing and started to feel like I was getting momentum. Um, and then yeah, at the end of the year, I was just surprised mm-hmm. uh, that I wasn't signed up yet. And it was quite um, mate, it was probably the. You know, I even had like heaps of anxiety as well. Like I was in Europe and just could not stop thinking about it. Like I was like, because I didn't know. And it was right. probably looking back, I felt like they stitched me a bit with how long they dragged it out. Like really? seven years of being at the football club, cut me now or... Let you um, know earlier. And I, I understand it's a business as well and you're going to go through trade period and that. But I felt like it couldn't have been dragged out any longer. And I felt like I was, you know, I was in Melbourne when I got the call, it was from Peter Bell as well, who's the new GM right. who I had met, but essentially had never met while he was in the role. So I get a call, I'm in Melbourne, hey, mate, do you want to come in Monday? I'm like, well, mate, I'm in Melbourne, so probably not. <laughs> and I was like, if you're going to cut me, because I knew Cam Sutcliffe just got the cut, right. just cut me now. And he goes, I'll give you a call back. Oh, no. And I felt sorry for him as well, because he's cutting me in. Doesn't know you. Doesn't even know me. Um, and then I got the call and, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was shattering. But yeah. Uh, and the hardest part was, and I haven't really said much, but 
I love the people at the footy club. I love the players. Yeah. I love the fans. Yeah. I love going to the functions and there's all these old ladies that we used to get, like we used to go catch up with at functions. And I met a lot of people away from, footy. from the footy. I yeah. wanted to say thank you. I didn't get that opportunity. Yeah. And I, mean, I don't think everyone does, but even being F night, I went there knowing I had no contract and probably knew I was going to get the flick. I would have loved them to get me up, to list me on the spot yeah. so I can thank everyone. Bloody oath. And that was what was really hard to move on. Yeah. And I, and, and you can ask any Freo fan, yeah, I might have been a spud at times or whatever, but I gave everything of myself for anything that, you know, required a player to give back to the community. So not to be able to say goodbye or thank you, even today, it, was, it, was, Still it, was, hurts a bit, it yeah. does hurt a little bit. And that's just the way it is, though. Yeah. Um, so that was quite tough, to be honest. And I'm very grateful the Giants gave me another opportunity. And, um, and then I went through a phase of injuries, which I'd never had in my career. Literally yeah. none, really. Um, so, yeah, then I got a call about a week later. There was like a free agency for delisted players. And okay. I got snapped up pretty quickly. Um, and that was good because it was like all that pain of going through the waiting and, and then getting cut and like, oh, and yeah. then getting the call, it was like the best feeling in the world. It's like a second chance. Um, yeah, very unlucky. That's life, but yeah. very grateful for the second chance. And I got to meet so many good people once again. It's a great footy club. Yeah, it is. Gave me a look at two different clubs, two different styles, two different coaches, completely different. It was awesome. Yeah. And it's funny, right? You And you touch on that and it's something most athletes go through and that made a Appreciate you sharing that because that that would be hard, especially being connected. Going there as a kid, and you've you've gone in with a bunch of young boys, and and then the way you've sort of come out, it wasn't the best. But I'm sure you look back in your time with positivity, and no doubt the fans would would still love you in, in every way, shape, or form. And I saw you as a personality around a club. I reckon you'd be a rap a, a, a ripper. So, um, mate, I'm sure I'm sure they they're still thinking of you in a strong strong manner but when you sort of reflect back on your time at the Giants and I say this with tongue in cheek but you mentioned like you commissioned more FIFA games and yeah. you played footy games and we'll get into that but like I mean obviously there was a challenging period for you there as well and was this yeah. around the time you started looking at I guess the the business that you've got now or, or what was sort of keeping you busy because being injured for a long part of something and, and living in another city it's mm. quite taxing and not everyone knows that mm. um, so going through that journey is, is probably not easy. No nah, no nah, it's not but um I guess being a new player, even though I was mature, I just I actually got there when the first of four you guys were playing, uh, training for preseason. So yeah. I got to meet them without the older boys, and I feel like even when I was going through that, you do, you're probably a bit more chirpy, and you get, and then all the big boys rock up, you, you know, back in your shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I felt like I got to do, um, got to meet them boys and good mates with them, and and then obviously the older guys coming, I kind of knew most of them. Um, mm-hmm. I was good mates, obviously, with Toby through our state stuff and we're younger and we always kept in contact um and i knew Cole, i knew like i knew heaps of the boys oh, already beautiful. so i felt comfortable around it like, about and maddie DeBoer, obviously i played heaps of footy Freo, with and yep. we, we went through the same thing like yeah i was just trying to follow his footsteps really so i'd be sitting in his pocket a bit yeah um and i would, yeah i used to um you know i used to be a bit of a larrikin at, at, <laughs> at Freo, and i think they knew that and maddie knew that so i was going to bring as much as i could to the group you want to gain their respect so I had the pre-season. Then I started just going through all this calf stuff, mate. Like, yeah. um, got an injury and then tore the tendon my first game. And what's going on? That was a real bad one. And best thing about having something away from footy, you use it as a distraction. And this is probably like the thing now. Like, I've yeah. got the business. I need something else to distract me. It's yeah. why I thought we played footy. It's like yeah. the reverse. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I had the sunglass brand. And then, you know, little things you do around the club. Could have probably done more because I was always injured. But, um, yeah, that's when we started doing FIFA comps and stuff that the club would allow you to do internally and they get right around. It was was very good fun. You mentioned Toby Green and I do have a a little birdie that knows uh, Toby and there was rumour that you guys used to live together. Is that correct? When you were in... Yeah, yeah, man, Toby, he looked after me when I was there, yeah. Yeah, so, and apparently... um, don't know why, but you, you were, he was renting a place, although he's probably got a contract where he could buy multiple houses. But yeah, you, you had a bit of a dodgy landlord. And there's a, <laughs> there's a, there's a rumour that she had a, she ran a very tight ship that you boys didn't like. Oh, mate. I, should, yeah, I shouldn't rag her, should I? Oh, it's hard work, mate. It's hard work. Living in a, we're living in Point Piper, just a pristine uh, spot, which I found, found out. Um, probably shouldn't have been there. But, yeah, she's... Yeah, she, I hope she's going well. But, uh, there's, there's some unique situations that would arise. Yeah. No. Um, and, yeah, no, it was good. It was a bit of a running gag, and I've said it on other podcasts and that before. But, 
she just ran her own show, the landlord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair to say she followed you up on a few payments. And I think you, I, I have heard the story where you talked about putting um, the garbage in the wrong bin and she, she let you know about it from the oh, garden. Oh, yeah. Apparently. I, think the, I think your garbage was in the wrong bin once and it was on the uh, kitchen bench. You'd walked in the house and left it on the bench. <laughs> Me and Toby going, did you do this? Like, oh, no. Who, who the fuck put that there? Yeah. Oh, there's heaps of stuff like that. I'd, um, but, yeah, we had a great great little apartment and um, very grateful they looked after me when I when I got there. And uh, it was a good time in Sydney, especially the first year without the COVID. And mm. um, we really, you know, I felt like we really lapped up the spot we were in. And I got to see Sydney. Um, he was really good at showing me around. And, I, you know, I felt like I saw Sydney in a year, which would have taken some yeah. young guys four or five if you're living out west a bit. Right. Okay. Yeah, as you speak of, I guess, the, the year before COVID at the GWS, um, and this probably touches on a little bit of your entrepreneurial side and the the open-mindedness and, and the, the go-getter mentality that you have, which I think we're going to elaborate on a bit more now. But the lockdown league, and for those that don't really understand what that was, can you explain, as being the commissioner of the yeah. lockdown league, can you explain what the hell that was? And Still trying to work it out myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, we were sprinting. Um, all right, so obviously no one would know that's listening probably, but... Melbourne, well, Victoria went into serious lockdown. Um, Sydney was, I think they, well, they were in a lockdown as well, but it was very lenient. You could, you know, get out in a bed a bit. Um, and the, the whole AFL was, like, well done. Yeah. And this is, like, literally my my luck. Like, I just got back from a 12-week calf program. God. And they're like, you're ready to go, return to play, and then there's industry shut down for 12 weeks. <laughs> oh, I was like, no. you are kidding. Oh, right? no. That's just my luck when I was at uh, the Giants with injury. So I thought... On a serious note, like Melbourne's Victoria's struggling. I'm from Victoria. Um, we should set up a virtual FIFA comp and I'll make it elite. I was like, I'll do what I've done, you know, at blokes' houses, at the footy club. We'll get some big names, big characters, and we'll get a prize. And um, the boys from Doe Store chucked in like two grand and there's a few other things going on. And wow. I was scrambling. I was like, how can I just beef this up? But also like... How can we make it as elite as possible? So like an online league for FIFA and so you have representatives from different clubs just, playing each other. Yeah, so ideally I was trying to get 18 um, footy clubs involved without going through their managers. Like, you know, well, why yeah. would you? Like, yeah, why do you most need of them. So I was trying to go through blogs that love FIFA, bit of character, blogs that actually like rate themselves, so they're trying. Um, and I wanted two fans in there as well, just to like throw a spanner. Okay. And awesome. then from there, I said the rules we can go any team because I felt like plugs play better with their own team. So I was like, no excuses. <laughs> um, I think it was five minute halves, knockout, thirty two man, like knockout. You're kidding. Yeah. Just so you knockout. lose your out, you lose when you your go out. to the next yeah, stage, like then, the World Cup. Yeah, World Cup. And I'm like, this would be grouse. And then I was like, how the fuck do we do this? <laughs> so like we set up. I got a yeah. We got the, all the boys got a headset. We organised some headsets for the boys. And they took ages, man. Like Oz Post was just getting smashed. Oh, at that time of year, COVID. Yeah, I can imagine. But whilst that was whilst that was happening, it was actually a great excuse because I was <laughs> scrambling. Like we were trying to get as much going on as possible. So with a small team we assembled, um, we we had to get boys on Twitch. They were using their uh, they were using their phones at so what we were doing, and Ab is the great man, he's the the guru from um from the Giants, he's obviously, you know, the industry shut down. Obviously, he was still working, so we were scrambling, but he was bringing, I don't know, OBS is the system, the great man behind me would understand probably, yeah. but he's yeah. bringing, like, the Zoom camera onto this system and putting it in a spot. Then he was, like, getting someone to use their, like, I need a good internet as well, and there's dramas there. Right. And then we're going share play from someone's PlayStation. Goodness And he's gracious. grabbing all of this and then putting it, on the internet live. <laughs> so like at the start we pre-recorded it because I was like, boys, you can swear, you can say whatever you want. I'm going to filter out anything just to see because obviously blokes carry on a bit. Yeah. And then halfway through the tournament, um, everyone wanted it live. So we had to work out a way to go live. So we went through Twitch and Jeez. Um, it was on YouTube as well if anyone wanted to see it. But we were just trying to put on a show for people at home that was so bored. And that was the whole purpose behind it. So, yeah, it was like the eSports um, I guess. I don't think anyone's done anything like nah, that. Nah, it was like entertainment. It was like entertainers, athletes, artists, and anyone else at home. So then I got two fans. We did a fan comp and 
obviously one of the fans was um, Kit Luchev, the great man. I still remember him so well. He's like, <laughs> paired him up with Steel Sidebottom and he was like, it's a big West Coast man. <laughs> oh, no. because they oh, like, no. beat him in the granny. He's like, full serving Steel. And oh, Steel's no. like... What the fuck? Who's is this bloke? So he wore like, like what he like he dressed up as steel. So he wore like his bald cap and like, oh no, oh, like, golden. Oh no, dress up. No, he didn't dress up as steel. He dressed up as someone else that um I can't remember from West Coast and still know about it. Yeah, but then still smacked him. It was just good. But they're the kind of like, there was so much banter going on and um the boys that all were involved were all like just they're just the best blokes and made it run so well and yeah it was good fun and we had the um. And then we, I was like, kind of, it was full integral. But at the end, like, we had McDonald's um, sponsoring the tournament. That is unbelievable. And the West Coast boys are sponsored by Hungry Jacks. <laughs> so I couldn't use their image. So I was oh, kind of no. like, Toby was in the, I remember Toby was in the prelim against um, Oscar Allen. And I was like, mate, you just got to smack him for me. Because yeah, I can't, like, I can't, I can't, I can't promote. <laughs> You're like Dana White. Yeah, you know? yeah, I yeah, promote yeah, yeah. I'm like, mate, you need to win this, mate. I can't be promoting. <laughs> Anyways, in the end, the two West Coast boys win. So oh, I was like, no. promoting these black singlets and Jakey Waterman, like ripping fellas. And um, Oscar ended up winning and, yeah, I was like, because Toby's like in my living room while I'm commentating at the back, like, <laughs> I'm going, fucking switch on, mate. Oh, God. But, um, no, nah, it was great. And then uh, the boys won. And we'll do it again as well. Like, it won't be, I'd like to do it in person so the boys can kind of, like, chirp each other. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we ended up doing that again in uh, doing an NBA 2K one in the hub. And, mate, that was hard work. Yeah. I was, like, injured, hub life, moving, trying to do this stuff. Um, with blokes with similar situations, moving, shit internet, um, yeah, meetings popping up. Like, did, did, I was about to say, did this ever cross roads with like footy oh, bro, management? Like, because but, I can imagine they wouldn't want that coming into you. No, nah, I'm trying to be as professional as well, but I was like, you know, I had Ricks as well. I was like just completely like, I was like, how do I do this? And we're doing it well, but if someone was like, Liam, I was saying before, like Liam would call a meeting, boys like, meeting like be there in 15 minutes because we're all in the, we're all in hotels like together there's no ex- you're not allowed out there's no excuse so oh, i was boy. like yeah man i'm live doing this <laughs> doing this competition i'm like running away from the i'm literally running away like we all had to be there just praying nothing would go wrong like oh, no we just sprinted the whole time and um yeah it was good fun uh but- cam rayner ended up winning the um the 2k tournament we did like a 16 man bracket but they all got a team in the lottery. Like the playoffs. Yeah, so I got like a, I got them all in a Zoom meeting, and we did like a live. Um, that draft. is awesome. Yeah, it's pretty unique. Um, so yeah, looking back, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. But, it's yeah. one of the great things to watch because anyone who was around watching this, like you, I loved how you called yourself the commissioner because, and you, <laughs> you literally dressed, you wore a suit to like most down. You commentated in a suit, and like you you took this to a new level. The part you played was gold. Yeah, I was just trying to add as much mayo as possible onto it, make it. <laughs> look as good as we could do but um yeah no nah, it's good fun like definitely do it again love yeah. to do it in person not online obviously go live online but like i was saying to you i'd love to set up like another tournament with a big prize and a charity element to it and um really see who the best is and do it in a studio and oh, still, be um, awesome we haven't done much since with it so we, we have to do it again mate watch this space everyone the uh <laughs> the commissioner of the esports gaming world is going to be back <laughs> and he's got some big announcements no doubt i do want to jump into a little segment because we are going to go into the rick's eyewear because it is an amazing business but we did trial a segment last week uh, with ryan grant from cdfc which got some good feedback and it's essentially a quick five five so we get some of the listeners to shoot in some questions of what they want to know pretty much within the title you've got to go roughly instinctively with yep. what comes to mind nothing too out um out of the ordinary for you so we'll run through those and um we'll give it a crack so most memorable moment as an afl player good or bad Probably getting drafted, to be honest. Can't beat that. Can first it? game. Pick 16. First sausage. <laughs> Actually, not first. Probably the first sausage at home. Yeah. Yeah. The crowd just going nuts. Just kicking sausages in front of 40,000. Yeah, well, that's just not normal, is it? Like, what the hell is Even that? just getting the ball in the crowd, just going wild. Like, <laughs> even to this day, I'm like, geez, I miss it. Yeah, it's yeah, that, that, that's been a long can, time as you well. Can't, like. <laughs> you can't replace that, mate. That's nah. one of the big things I talk about a lot. But yeah. You've only played for a couple, but best coach you played for yeah so ross is obviously i've only really ross, been coached by ross yeah, yeah which i mean probably most people would probably pick him anyway yeah this is an interesting one best player you have played with or against you played with some elite ones and you played against the best um yeah i think five he's the most talented i've yeah. seen um steven hill as well when i got there i've just seen the blokes do stuff i can't do and never will be able to do yeah five brown the medalist um, fair answer 
yeah, them boys are so talented. Yeah. And yeah. Stephen Hill, unfortunately, like he's he's going through injuries now as well. He's like me, never had an injury and poor poor buggers going. He's through. a superstar to watch. So mate, I've never seen someone so smooth, yeah. like quick, quick, silky. Like, yeah, he, he's a star. Yeah. All right. A- anyone knows Tommy Sheridan? Loves a beer. Favorite favorite beer for a hot day in the sun? What's your go to? I kind of just smack Coronas with lime, man. Coronas and lime, but like just a lager. I just Stop. love a lager. Lager, it like, has to be a lager. Yeah, um, and then vodka limes after. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once, um, once you can't, yeah, once you get to seven getting, or eight, yeah, you can't keep going. Six beers and then yeah. get me on the vodka limes. Yeah, yeah. Getting fat. <laughs> yeah, you're like me. You're like me. Um, all right, this is a good one, particularly from where you where you're from, Victoria, and um, obviously you, you're into another space now, but. We'll try to date this back to maybe pre-draft or your early days as an AFL footballer. But if you weren't a footballer, what would you have been? Mm. Oh, it's a good question, man. You're a bit of a serial entrepreneur now, but I mean, oh, yeah. you can't really say that as a 20-year-old. Nah, you? nah, I've got no idea, man. I read that. Nothing, I, yeah, nothing, it's nothing. tough, man. I'm trying to think really quick for you here as well. But well, let's go. With, well, you've turned out to be the commissioner of. I think when I was a kid, I was like, I'll just play PlayStation if I don't make it. So I'm kind of like, <laughs> you kind of play. I'll, I'll organise. You're operating comps. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, nah, yeah, no idea. That's kind of me though. Like, I just love being around people. So anything in that kind of space. Um, so I always like marketing as well. So, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, quick doing a little bit of that stuff now. There you go. The, the unlaced quickfire five with Tommy Sheridan. We've touched on a couple of times, I guess, the entrepreneurial background, and particularly a few people are probably thinking, why are we talking about sunglasses and sunglass brands? But for those that don't know, Tommy founded, co-founded, I should say, with his mate uh, Rick's Eyewear, which is a you know a modern day sunglass company for, I guess, the male and female. He's, he's jumped on right Probably. now. Look at that! How good is that? The old Tan Melrose, baby. <laughs> the Tan Melrose. Where have they come from? I have not seen them all, all podcasts. He's just brought them out at the right time, mate. Can you tell us a little bit about Ricks and and how that started? Yeah, no, nah, um, they're unreleased, mate. A little sample there. I like that colour. <laughs> there you um, go. Yeah, it started, like I said to you, I needed to do something outside of footy. Uh, that's something um, that the footy club are really big on, doing something outside. And went to uni and started um, doing a unit on marketing. And I was like, this is not it. Like it was like magazines. And I mean, it's still kicking. But um, from what I'd heard from um, a few mates doing stuff in the e-com side of things and online, I was like, I want to start my own kind of brand and um, give yeah. it a go. And then, yeah, we... With the, the fierce Australian sun in WA and even me, I didn't really have any sunnies. I didn't really know many Australian brands. Um, this is 2015. I had a mate that I met there that I'm business partners with, Cohen, and we uh, we discussed uh, at length what it looks like and what it'd be and pretty quick to snap up um, you know, the idea of sunglasses and, yeah, just making like premium sunglasses for um, – a really affordable price and you know you, you, you obviously um there's there's a lot of competitors out there but really pride ourselves on how we you know the materials we use to make and um trying to be the best in the market at that you know the 179 189 sweet spot so yeah. um did that and it was great man i learned so much away from footy yeah um, I reckon my footy went downhill after this. <laughs> like giving away too much time. I was getting yeah. so just so driven to get it to the same standard and obviously so much work that goes into it. Bloody oath. So yeah, we launched in 2016. Um, our fifth birthday is this September, I believe. Yeah. Amazing. So time has flown, but um it's been a it's been a good journey. Mate, not too many. It's a beautiful looking sunglass, might I add. I'm gonna have to get myself Thanks, a pair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh mate, wait, wait, wait. Boy, I don't come in empty-handed. Man. <laughs> oh, there we go. I mean, they're good Look enough. For, <laughs> good enough for OBJ, mate. 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 Good are. enough well, for this you, is brother. What I'm gonna, oh, mate, you're an absolute <laughs> rock star. I'm going to put these on right now. But um, this is what I want to touch on, mate. I really do appreciate this. No, Look no, at this, no, bloody no. oath. <laughs> How good is this, folks? We've got a pair of Rick's Eye. Oh, there's a case. Yeah, so there's the, the sunnies in here, guys. Look at this. We've got the uh, champagne orbits for you, mate. Champagne. I, I, I do like uh, me champagne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Champagne showers there. So, oh, beautiful. I've actually set up a discount code as well for um for all the listeners um, give, the, give these a plug so if they, anyone else wants a pair there's 25% off at checkout use the code the unlaced there we go guys the checkout code the unlaced we'll drop that in the uh the show notes when we release it um mate these are beautiful look yeah, at this man. Oh, yeah, I feel yeah. good <laughs> you look I feel good. very good jeez you've gotten a bit prettier now <laughs> oh, mate yeah. but this is actually what I wanted to touch on it's like not too many people have founded a product and then had absolute mega superstars rocking them and just to name a few, Odell Beckham, 
Margot Robbie. There's been a, a couple of Victoria's Secret models that I've seen. I mean, getting that reach and rec- recognition, that must be from, a, from an idea starting in WA because the hot sun. Yeah, yeah. Pretty unique. Yeah, man. Like, it's, um, yeah, just like, that's probably the most, that's so much fun um, when someone wears them. It's a really high profile. Um, it's a great way to, like, it's good to, like, just sit there in Australia and, you know, obviously don't know those people, but um, they're wearing them because they like them. Um and there's, you know, there's mutual connections to all of them and they all eventually, um, to see them wear the, the product, is, it's amazing because they also get sent, you know, everything and anything. Yeah, bloody um, oath. And like, yeah, like OBJ, like I'm a big NFL man. Um, but to see, you know, he's one of the most stylish guys in the game. Did you target these guys or did you just buy, oh, buy like, sort of? Yeah, I guess you target them, but also like, you know, when you hear someone, like if you said, oh, I know this guy, but like, well, mate, here's a, here's a couple of pairs, like, and keep oh, it right. yourself. Like, if he likes them, he likes them. If he doesn't, no worries. You know, you've got to have a little Hail Mary there. Of and, course. Yeah. Um, and yeah, a few of them are paid off and it's just so much, yeah, it's just so rewarding when you get a paparazzi shot and you're like, yeah. Wow, that's gold. That's mate. mad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did, did that like obviously without going to the depth of the, the balance sheets, but did that impact sales like dramatically? I mean, when more, you get, I when think you more, get stuff more like brand that? awareness. To brand be honest, awareness, yeah. yeah. I'll be honest. It's not a. Uh, I don't think it. Well, it's hard to track. Yeah. yeah. Like if everyone else is buying them because of that, there's um they're they're one of our most popular styles, and we had them since we started. So we had six styles when we started, and it's not all like obviously that's the that's the um the biggest highlight of um the. the of Rick's really is, you know, all the things coming to life and people wearing them. There's a lot of hard work behind the scenes. There's a bumpy ride, you know, it's not yeah, easy. So then things are really, um, really cool to sit back and maybe have a beer and just have a chat about how cool this really yeah, is. Yeah. Um, but in terms of sales, it's really hard to really track because you don't have, um, they're not really putting them up and tagging and all that kind of stuff and okay. codes and all that. But uh, yeah, everyone I speak to wants the ones that they wear. So you can definitely see that they're trendsetters and, um, and people want to follow them with their fashion. Mate, that's awesome. I'm absolutely wrapped with this, by the way. Nah, nah, I'm pleasure, mate. Give I'm, I'm the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rock, yeah. He charges me after full price. <laughs> Send the invoice out. No, but we t- we spoke of this off air. We were both kind of in agreement of like operating a business whilst you're currently being a pro athlete. Mm. There's benefits to with obviously having a, a, something to get away from, you know, the footy field on and, you know, give your brain something else to focus on when things are going great or not so well. Like operating a business whilst playing football, what, what was that like for you? Mm. I mean, how did you manage that? Obviously, you you were learning on the fly mm. as well. Yeah, I mean, very grateful for my business partner who does a lot of the log- logistics and stuff that I'm not really good at, the admin and that. Um, but, yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. Like, when you start, you like you, every lead. Someone's like, you should chat to him. You should chat to him. And I love that. Mm. But a lot of them, some of them don't go anywhere. And you don't – and I feel like sometimes um, – but a lot of them do as well. But you, you are consistently just trying to learn, like, just, you know, give me more. What else should I do? How can I get better speaking to other people in the same industry, doing your thing? Um, there's a million jobs to be done. You obviously – run. you know, you, you've, um, you've only got – so many hands on deck and time. So like anyone that started a small business, it's seriously tough. Um, and I can relate to all of them. And even through COVID, like we're mainly online, but we had a wholesale retail focus. So we were trying to get into as many stores and we did all the work for it and then boom, you know, and, um, and that's just the way it is. There's always something just pops up. Um, it's never as smooth as you, you, you want it to be. And that's, but yeah, it's definitely kept me, I mean, you'll talk about mental health in, in, um, in sport and in life. It's definitely given me something away from my job because yeah. I'd, I'd get dropped all the time. I'd get yeah. sprays all the time. I get told I need to be better all the time. So it's like, okay, I'll, you know, you, you process, you go there, you keep working hard. And then when you walk out of the club, if you don't have anything else, you're thinking about, fuck, I need to get that ground ball next week or yeah, yeah, I'm going to get yeah. dropped next week yep. or I'm going to be better this week. Well, you can just check out and you yeah. go, right, what do we need to dive in here? And then it's completely different vibes. Like everyone's up and about, you're in a fashion <laughs> space, you're kind of de- 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 designing new sunnies. You're talking to different people. Talking to different people, like real yep. artistic people, um, creative people, uh, people from different jobs. You don't really, you know, you, you kind of, it's a good way to distract yourself without even thinking. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely very tough, but it's rewarding and um, it opens your eyes. I really see a lot of players that have so much potential in life after footy, but I think they could start a bit earlier and they don't yeah. have to go too hard, but they should put their, you know, they should dabble a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I think by starting your own business, you do see and appreciate other people that are doing well. Yeah. And when you go to a function um, and you sit next to a guy, whether it's, you know, you know, whoever it is, doesn't matter. Um, 
you ask them how's business and you go, well, you know, and you actually have genuine questions. You're not yeah. like, oh, yeah, sick. Like, you don't you actually, can relate. Yeah, you can relate. You're like, got empathy for them. You actually understand <clears throat> what they're going through. You can see why they're tired, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah those um, bags under your yeah, eyes. They're yeah, not yeah, from the beers, yeah. mate. They're from the spreadsheets. Yeah, is that a function drinking champagne at night? <laughs> hey, you are, mate. Oh, mate, yeah, been better, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you can see, you can just, you just relate. And it's good just to be able to relate to them, different industry, more things to talk about. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's probably one thing that helped as well, being able to, talk about something else away from footy because yeah, we spoke earlier like I started to lose passion for footy at the very end of my career yeah very passionate about a lot of other things so yeah. they're the topics you want to talk about not the ones you're not passionate definitely. about so, definitely yeah no it's really good yeah when you were at Western Sydney I can imagine or the, the great Western Sydney Giants I should say I can imagine obviously those two years injury interrupted seasons would have been challenging um, mentally, obviously, physically, it took a toll on you. And I've been in that position, so we were speaking off air, like the the anxiety as a as sort of a, a person who's a little bit defined by a sport, when that's not going well, you're like, fuck, here yeah. we go. But do you reckon like having Ricks there was like just kept you sort of going, like your your sort of frequency? And It was it was good to know that I've got something because by the end I was like, like last year was a tough year for me. Like literally go, do it as quick as you can. You got like I've had a calf issue for the first year, like – just and I still just got to the squad. I was one out of the squad for the grand final, but amazing experience for the year, right? And I was pretty down. I'm like, you know, I was like, I've never been injured before. Dealing with that, come back preseason, just jump on the end, bit tight in the calf still. Had a good off season, like trip, mentally ready to go again. Nick, like the outside of my calf, like on your shin, like a weird as spot. Yeah, they're like, we think your leg's still not strong enough because the tendons, you know, all the muscles aren't working around it. Yeah, they recommended a 12 week calf program. I did that, right? Yeah. It, I was losing my mind in that. In the middle of that, yeah. my uncle passed away. Like, got a tiny family, right? That, that happened. I was like, wow. Rocked the world. Yeah. Rocked the world, man. Like, rocked my whole family. Yeah. Rocked everyone. And I, the Resilience Project, like, I tucked into that. And it was yeah. really good. I was in good areas. Like, you know, I started doing the gem, you know, gratitude, empathy, mindfulness, all that kind of stuff. So I got myself back 12 weeks down. Um, calf program. I'm starting to train with the boys. Lost a little bit of touch. Coming back. And then industry shut down another yeah. 12 weeks. I'm like, are you kidding Jeez. me? So I'm training on my own. That's when I launched Lockdown League, another distraction, come back. Ended up playing. I got back and played against Hawthorne. And, like, it was a weird game, shorter game. Couldn't get near it, man. Ended up getting dropped. And then probably would have come in the next week and then I did my hammy because it was, like, oh, no. like, weird as a soft tissue probably recovery. Missed that. And then you're in hubs. And then that hub experience was, like, Awful. when I was starting to go through all that, like, geez, is it worth it? All yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it was good to have something outside. Um, to be able to, to be able to like find some time to do, just to distract the mind because yeah, yeah it was a hectic year last year, man. Um, Pro- provide you that balance. I mean, can you speak to us about some of the designs you do? Cause I, I can imagine the detail and the timing of doing this would be quite consuming. Oh yeah. Like I just did a design. I would just, it's not just me. Like there's a, we've got like a little team, but like the guy that helps us, um, Jimmy that helps us put all this stuff together. And obviously my business partner, it's a kind of, everyone puts their thoughts in, but, okay. um, yeah, the designs you'll come up with, you'll draw them. It takes like six to eight weeks to get a sample or to get the drawings like a couple of weeks and you get the sample six to eight. Um, you obviously got to get the colors in. Anyway, the sample comes back. You're looking at like three or four months just to like get the start to finish. That's if nothing goes wrong. And then, you know, you get all that kind of stuff goes into it. And that's just design. You know, you're wearing so many different hats yeah. for the smaller team, design yeah. and the marketing and business, you know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, the design I really love. Like, I mean, that's what your bread and butter is. It's like, you need to have cool looking sunnies to be able to, you know, to yeah. be able to move them. Yeah. Um, and I like the fact that you can, you know, I can sit there and pick colors that I like. I really like the crystallized look and um, that really luxury lifestyle kind of vibe. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love like, but it is painful when you're like sitting there, you're like, oh, do I do a do I do a tan or do a champagne in that? And you're like, yeah. you can't see it. You're like, yeah. And if I stuff this up, I've only got a few. You know what I mean? So, so when you get a sample, and it could potentially not look what you wanted. Like, yeah. Or is it certain styles? Um, like your one isn't the, the acetate's not as thick as what it would be on like the Melrose or a few other ones. So okay. the colors are. Uh, send you, they, they they look different on different designs, so sometimes they look they even look better sometimes when you get the sound. You're like, wow, like, that's even better than what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then obviously you're picking it off like a, an acetate little like a little slab, you know, like little <laughs> yeah. palettes. Are like looking at them, going, oh, how are they going to look? But yeah, the design's tricky. Yeah. Got to use a different part of your brain to do it. But I yeah. enjoy it, and obviously uh, have some assistance throughout. So, and also looking for feedback as well. Like I'll be going, what do you think, man? Like, yeah, that's that's awesome. Ask ten blokes, you know, that that really love the brand and and girls as well. Yeah. Um. 
so yeah, it's uh, it, it is good fun. Is that's what I mean? There's always something to do. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you think being in an elite environment for so long has helped translate into like your business activity and productivity? Oh no doubt. I think maybe I'm sometimes too harsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. go like go go go. There's so many things to be done. You're like, well, it's going to take a step back sometimes. Like people have only got so many hands and time to do so, so, so many things in a in a day. Um, but definitely, like standards are high. Yeah, I mean, where you aim is where you land is like one thing that um, that Ross used to say as well, and it's so true. That's a great call. Um, if you want to aim for the stars and you fall short, at least like you're way higher than everyone else's if they're just aiming for yeah down low. So um, yeah, I mean, you want to I want to make it the most powerful sunglass brand in Australia for sure. Um, and you got to, it takes baby steps, but um, hopefully we can just keep building and um, keep creating cool designs. Beautiful, mate. Well, thank you again for this pair. I'm going to be wearing them around. You'll see me in my Rick's eyewear, folks. So if I'm uh, if I'm driving, don't beep at me because I'm too cool now. I've got the luxury <laughs> the luxury champagnes on, so I'll have the collar up. Um, going into, I guess, translating into the, the current AFL season, pretty keen because we're, we're kind of getting back to normality with the game, longer quarters. Mm. Obviously, um, we're out of the hubs and now we're getting crowds back to games. I, gonna, I guess I wanted to get some of your predictions for the year, but I mean, just watching it as a fan now, is it kind of fulfilling to see the sort of the game get back to normal after experiencing the hub? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Last year was a unique. You could just see um, blokes weren't as tired, I reckon. Um, the game wasn't opening up. Uh, they've obviously changed a few rules. Like the man in the mark rule clearly opens up the 45, so you can hit it, opens the game up. Um, Contentious rule that the boys are cramping hard at the moment. Yeah. I can see, so I wonder how much it's too attacking and boys are fatiguing. And um, but I don't know, man. I just watch it like a fan. Everyone's like, "What do you think?" I, I don't sit there and look at stoppage structures and team nah, defense. Just enjoy it. Just now, like enjoy watching the boys I'm mates with and um, enjoy just seeing good games of footy. Like when there's a close game, it's just so it's just so good to watch. Yeah, bloody oath. Uh, so I've really enjoyed that, and um, yeah, haven't really missed the anxiety of worrying uh, <laughs> yeah. about performance on a weekend. Yeah, That's a, this is the thing I was talking about Lockie Kiefer at the Giants. So we're talking about like a real world, you kind of work Monday to Friday, like most jobs, most, not yeah. everyone, but most. Yeah. And then you can relax and you know the weekend's coming. So you kind of, you can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel yeah. on a Friday, Arvo. Yeah. For us, we're like, we're wigging out on Wednesday about Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you're wigging out about Monday's review. Did, 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 you know, it's like a continual. It's, it's no a different, respite. Nah, it was a, it's a different stress. Yeah. And it's very unique. And, I'm, you know, it's, it's great to be able to put your body and mind under it. But yeah. it is full on. Yeah. Um, the high performance uh, lifestyle. So, yeah, it is, man. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm enjoying being able to um, just kind of relax and watch games yeah. and put the feet up on the couch. And I mean, I just go for the boys. Good to see the Giants get a win on the weekend and see Toes bag five. Is yeah, just, superstar. Yeah, he is. He's, uh, he looks like he's getting better. Right? <laughs> oh, no. So good. Yeah, good on him. And and I'm excited to see what happens after the first few rounds. I mean, do you have a bit of a view of the top four? Who you think's going to. Top four? Oh, no doubt. Um, Melbourne's. Um, Melbourne's playing really well. So you say look strong. Um, Sydney look really good. They've always had a strong culture and they've really turned things around, I think. Do you reckon they're going to maintain that, Sydney? Because um, they've come out of the blocks and no one probably thought they'd be as mm, good as what they are and knock off the teams they have. I mean, so far they're playing a good brand of footy. It's hard to say. Like it, Some teams are getting smacked and then they're I know, competing with St. a team Kilda, that just yeah, doesn't. Yeah, like Saints. Saints was an amazing win on the weekend. It's quite – I mean, that's what the AFL's done. I remember a few years, like five years ago, they want that – they want that game to be. They want, they want the fans to rock up and know that this is so equal. Yeah. Um. That you can't split them and you don't know what you're going to expect. And that's kind of what we're starting to see. Like you don't yeah. know who's going to win. There's a few upsets. Um. Top four, man. I, I need. An, I need about another month. I feel yeah. like you can't really go from the first four weeks. I need like. True. You need a sa- good sample. But I think Port look really strong as I, well. I feel like people had a, a lock. Had a had a few locks, which was like Port, Richmond, Geelong, mm. maybe Brisbane. Yep. We're kind of, I don't know if that's sort of still your mold yeah, going early doors, but it they, yeah. those pre, pre-season, I guess a lot of people were confident on them, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. And shorter pre-season again. So like blokes might be just starting to get their game plan going. Some teams might've got it done quicker because they, I don't know if they started earlier. It's hard to say, but like for the Giants, obviously love the boys in the club. They look good the last two weeks. Yeah. They looked horrendous. I went, I watched in Perth. They look horrendous in Perth, but then they played a really good brand against Melbourne. They lost so many injuries and they ran out of legs. That's fine. And this week they they beat Collingwood, complete upset. But I like, I, I love what they 
when they played round three, they looked good. Their yeah. game style was good. I knew that was even Texfield was I'm like, you look good. Don't worry about that. Like, I think it was thirty points. I'm like, it's not true. Like that scoreboard. Yeah. And then they come out and win by thirty. Yeah, you can see great. their brands already evolved, and they might be clicking into gear with their new game plan for the year. So, yeah. I reckon give it to halfway, and you'll see. Um, you'll get a good grasp on it. But I think Port Adelaide look really strong and so do Melbourne um, and a couple others. If you had to if you had to put your hat on put you on the spot here, if you had to put your hat on one to win the flag right now, mm. early doors, who who you if you're a betting man, who would you go with? Ooh. No injuries, right? The, no, the, no, perfect, perfect pathway. I reckon Port look Port, Port. look Port look prime. They're Their due, list looks right? good. They're due. Um yeah, no injuries. They they got a they got a lot of talent. I'm gonna say Port. With Huge. their crowd as well. They're just, a, they're just so good at home. They're going to be up there, and they've been up there. So, yeah. Yeah, man, like last year, they were right there. So They've got a bit of salt in the wound, don't they? Yeah, they do. Um, but it'd be good to see Melbourne. Um, I mean, good to see Freo Giants. Be, I mean, it's good to see any team that hasn't been there and hasn't won one for a while. Correct. It brings a lot of energy to the cities they're in and um, the game, I reckon. Awesome, mate. Tommy Sheridan, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the Unlaced podcast. Um, for those listening, I do want to give a final plug to the code for the Rick's sunglasses. So do you want to just share that, get on the, the yeah. Instagrams or the websites that they can purchase these awesome sunnies? Yeah, no worries, mate. Yeah, so WWE. Um, WWE. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be commissioner of that soon. <laughs> I was watching Logan Paul get knocked out of that. <laughs> uh, just go to rickseyewear.com.au and um, at checkout if you, if you chuck in uh, the Unlaced. Uh, the unlaced. Um, Beautiful. As a code, you'll get twenty five percent off free express shipping. Um, that'll be all on there after this. So uh, on the house and yeah, thanks a lot for having me, mate. I really appreciate um, the time. It's been a good chat, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Awesome, mate. Thanks again, Tommy. Guys, get onto the website for Rick's Eyewear. They are beautiful sunnies. I've been holding them uh, the whole time since I've got them. I'm not going to let them go far. So uh, <laughs> pleasure having Tommy on. And what a story. What a guy. Um, hope you enjoyed. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Beautiful. Are you a podcaster? Maybe you've got that big idea and you're looking for a network to join. The multi-award winning Ozcast Network can get your content to eyes and ears all over the world. Join now for the first month free and you could be featuring this sound at the beginning of your podcast. Ozcast. Simply head to ozcastnetwork.com for details.